Hey, 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 this is Season 16, Episode 347. Title, Creation, Fall and Redemption. Subtitle, Four Thursdays in September, a four-part mini-series on creation. I want to welcome you back to our mini-podcast series on creation in the Bible. In this episode, we delve into a pivotal moment that reverberates throughout the biblical narrative, the reality of the fall and its profound impact on creation and the rupture it imposed into the harmony of the world. The concept of the fall centers around the historical account of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, found in Genesis chapters 2 and 3. Starting in Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, it says, The Lord took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for on the day you eat from it you will certainly die. Then the Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. It is very important to note that only Adam had been created at the moment God gave the prohibition against eating fruit from the one particular tree. Picking up in chapter 3 verses 1 through 7, it says, Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, You must not eat it or touch it or you will die. No, you will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. In this idyllic setting, humanity is initially in perfect communion with both God and the natural world. However, the story takes a dramatic turn with the introduction of temptation and willful disobedience against the clear command of God that we call sin. Eve is deceived by the serpent to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God had forbidden. Her accounting of God's prohibition to the serpent contained additional points Adam had added to the clear instruction laid out by God. It's clear from the biblical account that as Eve fell under the deception of Satan, that old serpent, Adam was standing beside her and let her be deceived. Adam then took and ate of the forbidden fruit in full knowledge that his act of rebellion against the word of God was a deliberate choosing that sought to transgress the God-imposed boundary and attain wisdom independent of God. This act of rebellion, often referred to as the fall, leads to a fracture in the relationship between humans and God as well as a disruption in the harmony between humanity and creation. The consequences of the fall are far-reaching. Humanity experiences separation from God, symbolized by their expulsion from the garden. The ground is cursed, and life becomes characterized by toil and hardship. The harmony between humans and creation is marred, leading to pain, suffering, and a struggle for survival. Yet, amidst the darkness of this tragic and catastrophic failure of Adam, there's a glimmer of hope, my friend. The story of the fall sets the stage for themes of redemption and restoration that unfold throughout the rest of the Bible. It foreshadows the promise of a Savior who will mend the broken relationship between God and humanity. 
The fall prompts us to reflect on the complexity of our human nature, our capacity for both good and evil. It invites us to reckon with the consequences of our choices and the ways in which our actions impact not only ourselves, but the world around us. The theological implications of the fall are profound and far-reaching. First and foremost, it reveals the reality of human free will, the power to choose between right and wrong. This concept raises questions about the nature of responsibility and accountability, reminding us that our choices have consequences, not only for ourselves, but for the world around us. The fall also prompts us to grapple with the human condition. The introduction of sin highlights our inherent tendency post-fall towards self-centeredness, pride, and the pursuit of personal desires. This brokenness extends to our relationships with others, creating strife and division. The story of the fall invites us to contemplate the complexities of morality, free will, and divine judgment and justice. It compels us to recognize our need for redemption and to seek reconciliation with God and one another. As we navigate the challenges of a fallen world, we're called to reflect on the ways in which our choices impact creation and the need to strive for restoration and renewal. In Romans 8, verses 19 through 22, the Apostle Paul offers powerful insight into the relationship between creation and humanity. He writes, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. This passage paints a vivid picture of creation yearning for redemption and restoration. It likens creation to a living entity, eagerly awaiting the day when humanity, often referred to as the children of God, will embrace their role as stewards and agents of renewal. The connection between humanity and the natural world is so intertwined that the state of creation is influenced by human actions and attitudes. The passage also speaks to the concept of the fall and the introduction of brokenness and decay into the world. Creation, once in perfect harmony with God, now experiences the effects of sin, degradation in all of creation, suffering, and the struggle for survival. However, within this context of suffering, there lies a profound hope that creation itself will ultimately be set free from its bondage. Though full restoration of creation will come at the end of the age, as prophesied in the book of Revelation, we can play a part in the role as agents of redemption now. Through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, we can consider how our choices can contribute to the healing of creation and the restoration of its inherent beauty and vitality. As we carry out His kingdom work on this planet, we can engage in acts of love, care, compassion, and restoration that aligns with God's plan for renewal. From the moment of the fall, the trajectory of the biblical story is characterized by a longing for this restoration. The consequences of human choices are not met solely with judgment. They are also met with divine mercy and a promise of redemption. This theme takes center stage in various biblical stories, showcasing the transformative power of God's grace. As we progress through the Bible, we found out that God reveals that He can make all things new. He is not only the creator of the world, but also the recreator, restoring His world to the perfect reflection of His eternal glory. My friend, one of the most iconic stories of restoration is the story of Noah and the Great Flood. In the face of humanity's corruption and violence, God chooses to save a remnant through Noah and the ark. 
The floodwaters cleanse the earth of its corruption, and a rainbow emerges as a symbol of God's covenant and promise never to destroy the world in the same way again. Another powerful example is the story of the Exodus. The Israelites' journey from slavery to freedom is a story of liberation and restoration. God's intervention brings about a new beginning for the people, highlighting the theme of redemption from oppression. Of course, the ultimate expression of restoration and redemption is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Through His life, death, and resurrection, humanity is offered the only pathway to reconciliation with God. The New Testament resounds with the theme of renewal. The old has passed away, and the new has come. My friend, these are just a few stories that remind us that redemption is not merely an abstract concept. It's a transformative process that extends to all aspects of life. It's about the restoration of broken relationships, the healing of wounds, and the renewal of the created world. As we discussed in the last episode, God's entire creation has been damaged by the fall of man. Against the backdrop of damage is presented the ultimate hope, a new heaven and a new earth. The vision of renewal offers a glimpse into the future of creation. Throughout the Bible, the theme of renewal and restoration reaches its pinnacle in the vision of a new heaven and a new earth. This vision is presented in passages which describe a world transformed by divine intervention, such as Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17. It says, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The past events will not be remembered or come to mind. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, the Apostle John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne, Look, God's dwelling is with humanity, and he will live with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more, because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. In this vision, the old order of things gives way to a renewed reality. The pain, suffering, and decay that have marred creation are replaced by a state of flourishing and harmony. The relationship between God and humanity is fully restored, and creation itself is redeemed from its bondage to corruption. This vision of the future offers hope to a world longing for healing, grace, mercy, love, and the fulfillment of God's promises. The new heaven and earth symbolize the culmination of God's redemptive plan, a world made whole and infused with His divine presence. While the full realization of this vision lies in the future, it holds profound implications for how we live in this present life. It invites us to participate in acts of renewal and restoration, both in our individual lives and in the world around us. It encourages us to align our actions with the divine purposes of salvation, healing, and reconciliation. My friend, we know the world is in freefall, and the only hope for recreation into eternal life is through knowing for certain that you have given yourself to Jesus Christ and received Him as your personal Lord and Savior. My friend, now is a good time to talk to others in your sphere of influence and share with them the truth of creation, the wonder of the good news that we are made in the image of God. We are the image bearers of God Almighty and that God has provided an eternal means of escape from this present fallen world. 
We don't need a successful space mission to Earth 2.0. We just need Jesus. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.